And for more on this, we join in the line now by our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello. I don't know about these conversations that you and Misho are having, but yeah, I'm going to leave it to the two of you. But just looking at the report here right now, uh, Clive, Asian stocks declining, and that's led by technology and material companies. And after the U.S. manufacturing also unexpectedly contracted, and that is clouding Mm. the outlook for the Federal Reserve's interest rate outlook. Can I just answer that one quickly, the last part? That that won't won't matter at all. I was listening to Umam Janet Yellen just now, and she sounds like she really knows what she's talking about. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to raise it. She did towards the end there become very hawkish. Hawkish to my father. So very dangerous. Sounds like they are actually going to raise interest rates at this particular next meeting. She sits today, obviously, on the panel where she's going to be explaining the reasons behind the support for the rate increase. It will be the first one of its significant size since uh, the uh, 2008 crash. So it is it, a very, very important time indeed uh, for the American market and Federal Reserve in particular. Yeah, let's move to the Asian market, uh, which led uh, by technology and material companies. They looked very, very strong. Unfortunately, the U.S. manufacturing unexpectedly contracted. And so this sort of like put a little cloud over the performance of the Asian market, the MSCRPG. Uh, uh, Pacific uh, Index um, slipped by 0.1%, which is not necessarily great. And also we've got the ISM, the manufacturing figures, which were terrible, like I just mentioned. They were at a level indicating a recession, which is quite concerning. So this might just soften the Federal Reserve Bank's decision uh, to hike rates uh, at the next week's meeting. Mm. And then uh, U.S. stocks, uh, they've also slipped as crude plunged to $40 a barrel. And that's sparking a slide in uh, energy producers there. Cool. I don't understand this. The, 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 the oil prices plunged, right? And you expect that the Federal Reserve to say, well, let's have a look actually what happens first at the end of the year. That's what I would anticipate. But now what's happening is strategies also fell after the Federal Reserve Chair obviously signaled that increasing confidence in the economy two weeks before the central bank means that this will be actually an increment. So uh, what we saw happen in the U.S. stuff that they started to slide is because a lot of them, especially if you look at the Dow Jones and you look at the um, um, S&P, you've got a lot of oil-based companies there that rely a lot on energy, on manufacturing and so on. And so when the oil price used to went plummeting and everything else felt a little bit dull. And that is the reason why you see this happening. So I'm hoping that by the end of today, Sakina, at least, and at least that we can expect is that Yellen is increasingly confident that we know of the U.S. economy growing. But is it enough for them to actually be convinced by next week's meeting? And the answer to that is probably yes. And the job numbers coming out on Friday, tomorrow, that mm-hmm. might just be the, the needle on the camel's back. Is that what they say? <laughs> okay, noodles a bit thicker than a straw, but anyway, all the same. And yeah. um, the CETAs, now they to be absorbed into higher education department and the skills levy being used um, as government sees fit. What's your take on that? 
It's a very interesting one, Sakina. So firstly, I just want to say that I, I work very closely with the seaters. I think they do a fantastic job, and I, I, most of them, that the ones that I work with, and the guys really do uh, do a phenomenal job. And this is part of the reason why when I sit in meetings with the manufacturing guys, it's business, and they say to me, what is government doing? And I say, look at the structure of the seaters and the intention behind what they're doing and the fact that they've got the skills. And then I get the manufacturers crying to me and say, but these guys, these kids that come out of these men, these, these seaters, they come to us and they still come operate tools they still can't do stuff I said but it's your responsibility because you're already paying for the skills levy your responsibility is to retrain them and make sure that their skills uh, they, they advance their skills so I think uh, the money going back into the controls and the coffers and some people will be angry about this going back into the coffers of the government you get a, a better uh, injection you know like a fuel injector you know the fuel injector mm-hmm. you get the better fuel injector this one is automated it goes directly to the source so instead of having part of the, they can act as facilitators, but now you've got a fuel injector, huh? TFI or TDI, something like that, you know, like, it's very quick to get the funding to make the, the skills levy available for those people to actually get better skills. And of course, uh, we're running behind, but uh, it is a Thursday. What's our investment theme for this morning? Uh, manufacturing, clothing and textile industries. Father, in my Lusomona, I see a lot of opportunity in that particular space. We still, they still pay. In Durban alone, 50% of their manufacturing, in, of, of their GDP comes from the manufacturing, clothing, and textile industry. Fagimali, please, Fagimali, put money in this particular industry. Some of the guys were complaining to me yesterday saying that the, the age of the clothing and industry uh, workforce is old and there's no young people coming in. Masha, where are you? Let's get into this clothing and textile. It is a good business if you get into it and there are a lot of subsidies available for you to actually participate in the particular industry.